economic health of this nation has been. There are four essential economic freedoms. The excessive decline in the dollar. It's a late rally on Wall Street. Too big to fail. Growing the economy. Growing the economy. It's amazing what's been going on with the economy. Welcome. Welcome. This is Money Talks. Money Talks. Good morning, good morning. You're listening to Atlanta's longest-running, most-respected money show on the radio, Money Talks. I'm Troy Harmon here with Casey Smith and Jennifer Thomas. And uh, before I get too far into this, Casey, I, as I recall last week, you said the market would be... I said down. Down. So mm-hmm. I'm going to play Jarrett McKenzie and be the, the uh, alternate <laughs> indicator. Wow contrarian yeah, of the show. That's probably the first time in recorded history that anyone has ever tried to uh, pass themselves off on purpose as Jared <laughs> McKenzie. <laughs> Folks, you've just witnessed history that's here. That's right. Uh, Making history. Yeah. KC, you're a lot fuzzier on the top than, uh, than uh, Mr. McKenzie, but uh, I, I guess true. we'll let you do it. I mean, he always makes the case that if he, whatever he says goes the other way, probably not the, the best thing for a or a financial planner to well, say in public? Well, we're not supposed to be prognosticators of what the market's going to do. We're, oh, we're in it for the long okay. run. How are we I supposed see. to predict from week to week what's going to happen? Exactly. Well, I guess we all, to some degree, <laughs> uh, hang on to the statistics, the long run uh, averages and those sorts of things. And it's, it's the old George Costanza effect is what that is. Is that it? If the opposite of everything I do is wrong, or you, if everything I do is wrong, then the opposite would have to be right. Yeah, there was a book when I was a kid. I read Amelia Bedelia, and he she got it wrong every time too. And uh, even when she tried to unwrong it, it was just not a not a good situation. So uh, um, I apologize to everyone who knew and loved the old KC. Um, Jared is lovable in his own way, and uh, if you act a fraction as as a uh, uh, much like Jared, as he does himself, you'll probably be kind of lovable too. So kind of, kind of lovable. I, I mean, I don't want to go too far out on that limb. Well, let's uh, not get crazy. Well, I, that's what I'm trying to do here. All right, so uh, markets up. It's kind of a strange week. We got uh, the market up about as much in the last week as it's up for the year. Uh, thought got, you gave me the wrong sheet here. I was looking at that. Yeah, and... yeah. No, the last five market days. Uh, the S&P 500 is up 2.26%. Information technology leading the way higher. Utilities dragging bottom, but they're still positive 0.44%. So every sector is positive this week. If you go back to the year-to-date number, 2.43% higher uh, for the S&P overall. Information technology up 9%. Picking up right where it left off last year. Yeah, we got uh, about half of the sectors starting with materials, then uh, consumer staples, telecom, utilities, real estate, and energy, all negative on the year. Energy being the worst, it's down 7.58%. So uh, kind of some rough sledding among the sectors. Consumer discretionary, financials, healthcare, indus- uh, industrials, all positive, and uh, just rolled off the list to the sectors that are not. Um, looking at the full year. Uh, since March 8th of 2017, S&P 500 up 15.89%. So it's not time to panic. No, which is funny because we keep getting calls, you know, about, oh, my gosh, you know, well, what do you think about this market? Uh, yeah. I mean, oh, you know, it's down so far. What are we going to do? 
Yeah. And even when you explain it, it's like it's exactly where it was at the beginning of the year. Yeah, more or less. You know, more or less. Yeah. When you look at the uh, price-to-earnings ratio, those numbers, the fundamental indicators, are very close to where they were beginning of the year. Uh, you know, we talk about it all the time. The market kind of got ahead of itself. We've seen a little bit of uh, news that's given us some uh, some volatility in the market. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, we we were up over 7% at the end of January 2018. Yeah. Uh, anybody who watches the market very much knows that that's not a sustainable pace. Right. You know, if we had forecasted that forward, we would have had to say the market was going to be up almost 150% in 2017. That has never, not ever once happened. Yeah. Uh, that would be a pretty be good healthy. return. We'll we'll go with that. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, honestly, if we ever see that happen, and, and I'm not a guy who ever calls for this, but uh, I would consider going to cash, yeah. buying me some bonds, doing something. That's just crazy. That would be crazy. But yeah. if you look at the at the sectors that are kind of lagging here, uh, utilities and real estate being two, uh, other than energy, which is sort of its own animal, uh, you know, utilities and real estate highly impacted by interest rates. Absolutely. So yeah, they're bond-like rates, in their movements. Right. No interest doubt. rates starting to creep up, and so that's impacting those sectors. I mean, uh, utilities is down a little over 7% for the year. Real estate's down 7.11%. So yeah. um, interest rates are coming into play, and that's really what we saw a few weeks ago when we saw the volatility. Sure. Um, you know, it was, it was really one of those strange situations where good news was bad news. Right. <laughs> the economy's so strong that there's fear of inflation and sure. the Fed's going to have to raise rates faster than we were projecting at the end of 17. Right. And that, that was causing some, some panic in the markets a little bit. Yeah. And you talk about inflation. I know we don't have this written down, but I, we've been seeing some numbers. Uh, there, there is one in the middle of this uh, talking about unit labor costs uh, that were indicated at 2.5%. Uh, I saw some other numbers this week. Uh, where we were seeing numbers around 2.9% wage growth in certain measures, uh, not not the uh, CPI or uh, PCE deflator, which are the official um, indicators of inflation, but uh, nonetheless, we're still seeing some fears that um, that yields are going to rise to try to beat down that inflation. So right. uh, wouldn't be surprised to see it. I mean, we're, uh, you know, we had our, our last recession in 2009. We're nine years out. That's a pretty extended time for a recovery from recession. Uh, but again, you know, they don't die of old age. It's usually the Fed trying to keep inflation in the box yeah. uh, with raising interest rates that actually kills these. I don't blame it on the Fed. They've got reasons to do what they do. But, you know, when you have costs uh, of input goods as well as costs of capital, which is what happens, you know, costs of capital increase uh, when you have interest rates rise. Uh, when you have both of those working in tandem, it starts making profitability of corporations um, contract a bit, and uh, next thing you know, you got a recession. Well, we're not talking crazy amounts of, of inflation, though. No. I mean, it's still, the, their target is 2%. We've been under that for a long period of time, right? Uh, which has allowed them to keep the interest rates relatively low, very low, historically speaking. And then, you know, any sign that it might be creeping up toward the 2% target, and, and it's just mass hysteria, it seems like, right. people going crazy. And I mean, that's 
that's a really healthy level of, of inflation, wouldn't you say? It is, yeah. I mean, their target is 2%. Uh, we're not over that 2% with the official indicators at the, at the core. We're not, you know, I think 1.8, 1.9 is about as high as we've seen it lately. Right. Uh, so they're not even to their target. The thing that they do, though, is try to catch it before it gets out of control like it did in the 70s. Sure. And, you know, think about this. The, the Fed's overnight lending rate is, what, 1.5 right now? Yep. Uh, in 1982, Paul Volcker spiked that rate to over 19%, the overnight lending rate among banks. Can you imagine? Unbelievable. Uh, yeah, but it worked. I mean, it's what it took to get that stagflation we had dealt with through most of the 70s right. uh, to subside. So uh, we're nowhere near anything like that. You know, basic fundamentals still look pretty solid. In fact, let's go to some of those. Uh, ISM non-manufacturing index uh, slipped a little bit in February uh, to 59.5 from its uh, January number of 59.9. Uh, you know, the, the business activity, although increased, and, uh, you know, new orders were up as well. Uh, we still have an estimate. Now, their ISM has given us an estimate of 2.4% GDP growth in the first quarter. Uh, we talked about that a week or two ago uh, where uh, the – Atlanta Fed had talked about 5.4%, and then they brought it down to 2.5 last uh, 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 last uh, fourth quarter. So end of last year, we see a number that's about 2.5. Uh, so, you know, it's talking about in line. Our first estimate there was 2.6. Uh, we get the factory orders. Uh, you know, weakness was a little bit broader than expected. But um, non-defense and defense segment segments were the main blame there. Uh, core capital goods segment uh, orders fell 0.3%. Uh, shipments in uh, non-durable goods were uh, trending consistently higher uh, thanks to high demand. So, again, you know, it's one of those reports that gives you kind of a mixed bag. Uh, mortgage applications, we look at this quite a bit. It is winter, so, uh, you know, when we see this one a little bit weak, a lot of folks don't go out and buy houses, especially in the Northeast during this time of year. But uh, the index was up 0.3%. Refinancing rose 1.5%. That's a little surprising. It is. <clears throat> uh, if you look at the purchases, though, it was uh, down, down 0.5%. Yeah. So, uh, folks, I, I guess, you know, with higher interest rates, maybe they've been prompted to get off the bench and, yeah, and go so. do something. Uh, it's amazing to me that they wouldn't have done it before now, but, you know, sometimes things happen. Um, productivity and costs uh, now shown to have been unchanged in the fourth quarter. Previously, we're down 0.1%, so that's a positive revision. Uh, Non-farm unit labor costs rose to uh, 2.5% at an annualized rate in the fourth quarter, previously at 2%. There's that number that I was talking about earlier. Uh, so, you know, the, it, like I say, kind of a mixed bag for uh, economic data, but um, there you have it. So uh, we're going to take a real quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about a dog of the week and uh, answer some financial questions. Y'all stick around. You're listening to Money Talks. All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decisions and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified professional, such as a tax consultant, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. 
This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.